6 a.m. on the West Coast, 9 a.m. on the East Coast of America, 2 p.m. in London, 7.30 in Mumbai, India, 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan, and here in Malaysia, it is persistently 1984. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Welcome, welcome. Hello, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitch.tv, and Rumble.com. We are back live on Rumble. And uh, I think we're okay. We're lag department, not too bad. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all great. For some reason, Rumble has a lag problem, but at the moment, we're okay. Hey, it's Monday. Oh, what a Monday. I spent most of it in bed. Uh, I won't get into it, but um, I had a procedure this morning medically, and it made me very tired the whole day. So I've just kind of been chilling. Uh, it's going to take me another day or so, and then I'll get back in the swing of things and be back to life again. But we make the commitment here Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays to do a live show, and we're going to do it come hell or high water. So so we're back. We're here. We're live. Thank you for watching live. And if you are listening on the podcast, welcome to you. We are a podcast, the audio part of our show. A lot of what we do is visual, so we, we always encourage you to check out the video stream if you want to see what we're talking about. We always include the links to the articles that we discuss in our show notes. You'll find them down below. So you can go directly to the articles and the posts and check it out for yourself. But uh, thank you to the folks across the globe who download and subscribe to our podcast three days a week here. And uh, we really do appreciate your, uh, your participation. Luna Amethyst, where have you been? It is good to see you. Hey, good that you made it. All right. I see you posting a lot on social media, but uh, nice to have you back in the in the live stream here from the United States of America. Work and forgetting. Well, forgetting is uh, hard, trying, trying hard to forgive you for forgetting. You've got to set a reminder on your Alexa or something. But uh, work, forgivable. We'll forgive you for the work part. <laughs> um, by the way, we changed our lighting in the studio tonight. What do you think? I went all purple. Of course, I got my rainbow in the back, but the batteries are new, so it's over bright. Once they die down a little bit, you'll be able to see the colors. But we changed from the red and the and the blue to uh, to an all purple background. So uh, time zone change messed me up. Yeah, I, we don't do that here. It's always the same time. But it does mess me up because then I've got to figure normally when it's not daylight savings time, the East Coast, which is where most of my friends are up and down the East Coast, are um, 12 hours behind. So I know if it's uh, three minutes after 10 p.m. here, it's three minutes after 10 a.m. there. Uh, but then when you get that hour difference, it's like 11 hours or is it nine? And I forget. And it's like, Ugh. Got a new phone. Good. Good to hear. Hope it's a uh, high-tech one. Uh, made both your phone backgrounds 
Tati. <laughs> Tatiana from uh, No Straight Roads, for those of you who, who don't know. Now, that is fantastic. All right. Cool beans. Um, we got a lot going on tonight. We have a lot to talk about, including proof of a parallel universe. Huh? Yeah. I Look, I'll bring you the news. You do with it what you will. But um, we'll see coming up in just a bit. Possible proof. And I think this is from NASA. So, you know, uh, made your ringtone her battle theme. <laughs> Good for you. All right, let's get, uh, let's get into the usual start of our show here. And that is, of course, an update on this little girl. Miko update. Me, 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 Miko. Miko update. <laughs> Baby. Yeah, she's uh, she's great. Uh, we had, a, if you did not see it, please check out our last stream. Check out the video and uh, check out the pictures because we spent a Saturday evening at the beach. Uh, on the west coast of Peninsular Malaysia. And uh, it was amazing. Beautiful beach, beautiful sunset. A group of about five or six Sheba owners all got together. We're all friends. And uh, we met there. We took our, our little boys and girls out on the beach. It was low tide, so we were able to walk way out. I shared all those pictures on the last stream. I'm not going to bore you with my baby pictures again. But uh, she's doing great. She's feeling great. And um, my doggo Rocco had to go back to my dad. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Um, I hope he's doing well. By the way, at the end of the stream tonight, just before our, our classic book, A Christmas Carol, I have got something to share that made me cry. And I hope I can get through it reading it again without the tears. But if you have recently lost a dog, this will be very meaningful for you. And um, I know, Luna, your your dog went back to your dad. You didn't lose him permanently. But uh, yeah, you have your cat. And that makes you feel better. Good, good. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you have, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of our stream. It's very meaningful and it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, I will, I'll actually be cutting this up also as one of our uh, not wearing pants shorts. Uh, and we'll feed that out there on our social media platforms. So uh, yeah, we will have that for you uh, coming up uh, towards the end of the stream. But um, this was part of our uh, headline tonight, and it is from autodailies, with a Z, dot com. The link is in the show notes, and the headline is, NASA just detected a parallel universe where time runs backwards after an experiment in Antarctica. Whoa. Seriously. Antarctica, ground zero for theories and experiments nowadays, most of the shocking discoveries of our generation were all made in Antarctica, and the more we look into it, the stranger the land becomes, and the less we know about it. Ghost particles erupting from Antarctica. Recently, NASA conducted an experiment 
on the premises of Antarctica, which actually brought back a ton of proof that supports the theory of a parallel universe, parallel to our universe, that, unlike ours, runs on different laws of physics. This is weird. To be precise, this NASA, uh, NASA themselves confirming this, uh, it is them, they state the parallel universe is unlike anything that we've ever seen or heard before, and that time itself seems to run backwards in it. The idea of parallel universes has been around for a long time. Uh, 1952, a group of physicists brought forth the theory of a parallel universe. Seems pretty far-fetched at the time. Uh, for all we know, with time, any theory could become a fact. Erwin uh, Schrodinger came up with the theory, even stating that although the idea was crazy to begin with, it was definitely not impossible. Ah, this is a great screenshot here. I forget the name of the film, but it was a good film. Anyway, NASA confirmed the idea by conducting a cosmic ray detection experiment in Antarctica, uh, finding a particle that is out of this world, out of this world, according to them. Great day for theorists around the globe. NASA on our side for once. We can definitely be more confident in our findings. And there's not much other detail. If you want, go. There's a video here from Antarctica about the particles. You can go to the show notes and click on the link after the show here and, and check out and read it for yourself. But apparently NASA has confirmed that they have conducted an experiment that they say proves there is a parallel universe where time runs backwards. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. You can swing at it or not. It's just strange. Yeah, like I said, it's it's one of those head scratcher things. I I don't know. It's it's out there. All right. Coffee's coffee time. Need a coffee break. Mm. If you would like to help support the show, you can go to twitch.tv, click on about and then over on the right-hand side, you'll see merch, merchandise. You can find our, our mugs there with Miko and, uh, and our logo. you find mouse pads, stickers, hoodies, caps, ball caps, beanies, uh, T-shirts, all kinds of cool stuff there. Uh, including, it's called Miko merch because she's on everything. She even has her own cap without my show logo on it. But that was part of the agreement we made. You know, when she signed the contract with her agent, we had to give her one hat that only had her on it. So you can pick yourself up a, a Miko hat over there. <laughs> or hopefully maybe one with our, sh with our show logo on it, you know? Ah, oh, man. <laughs> All right, what else have we got for you here? Oh, WD-40. <laughs> if... Is there anybody who doesn't know what WD-40 is? It is the most remarkable liquid, I think, on the planet. Um, most people use it for loosening rusted nuts and bolts because it does an amazing job at that. It's, it's a lubricant of sorts. Surprisingly, 
that ain't all you can use it for. I found this article. It's damn cool. The link's in the show notes. And it's called, it's from uh, news-en.hometalk.com. Uh, genius uses for WD-40 that we wish we'd known sooner. Um, WD-40, the perfect product for cleaning, lubricating sticky wheels or drawers, preventing rust, removing paint, stopping creaking. You'll notice my chair no longer squeaks, by the way. Uh, you'll be surprised to find out there's a lot of other things that WD-40 can do. No, this is not sponsored by WD-40, but if anybody from WD-40 is listening and you'd like to sponsor the show, you can email us, nopants at jsheldon.com. <laughs> Um, from preparing your car for chilly weather, keeping away annoying bugs from your garden. And here is a whole list. I'm not going to read all of them. You can go to the show notes and check out all of them. But actually, you can use it to defrost ice. People that live in cold areas know how frustrating it is to wake up early in the morning, warm your car up, take care of the ice on your windows. Well, if you face that problem, WD-40 can help. Spray down each window and clean the excess product. A simple hack here with no ice on the windows and you'll get to sleep in a little longer in the morning because you want to take time to pick the ice off. Your Boy, I remember doing that. I haven't seen ice and snow in over 20 years, 25 years. Um, one time on my last trip to Malaysia, uh, one of the legs of my journey, we flew into Chicago's O'Hare Airport, and it was snowing, I remember. But that's the last time I ever saw snow or ice. Wow, what a great memory that was. Anyway, you can also use it to remove crayon marks. If you've got kids or childish adults, maybe they've, they've done some artwork on the walls you'd like to get rid of. Um, it will work on crayons. No problem. Instead of spending your valuable time scrubbing away with sponges and paper towels, WD-40. Spray it over the marks, wait a few seconds, and some gentle washing with a rag, and boom, the crayon marks are gone. Very cool idea. Here's one I didn't realize, although it makes sense. You get gum on the bottom of your shoes, especially like sports shoes or something. They've got all the, the, the treads in there. Assuming it will come off on its own is not the right approach. WD-40, spray it around the area and let it sit for a bit and the gum will pop right off. Very cool idea. Uh, fishing lures. I used to fish when I was a kid, but I never actually used fishing lures. Uh, you'd be surprised to know WD-40 can help you catch fish. You can't use the product as bait. Um, it definitely doesn't do that, but you can use it to polish your fishing lures, make them shinier and more effective in catching fish. A lot of people here in Malaysia fish, by the way. Very cool idea. Uh, jammed lawnmower. See, the list just goes on and on here. Protect bird feeders from squirrels. Uh, a protection. Now, this is something I might use mine for because... I have a snail problem here. And by the way, in Malaysia, you know, I'm used to American snails, which are like this big. We've got snails big as a house cat around. No, not that big. But they are freaking huge. They're big, luggy snails. 
Anyway, um, spraying WD-40 around the outside of the pot, I don't know if it's because they'll slip, can't get in, but apparently that's a solution to snails and slugs on your plants. I would be really careful about getting the overspray on the plants. That's likely not good. But like in this picture here, if you spray around the outside of the container, apparently it will help you get rid of slugs and snails. What a cool idea. Anyway, there's a whole bunch more. There's a ton of them in there. Check out the article. It's in our show notes. It's from news-n.hometalk.com. And uh, very cool. That's the kind of weird crap we do on this show. We're not a controversial show necessarily. We do occasionally cover one controversy or two. But um, for the most part, I just come on and share you all the weird crap I find on the internet that is either funny or fascinating or poignant. And we pass it along to you. Speaking of poignant, oh man, what a story. I saw this earlier this week and I saved it to share it with you guys. This is incredible. It's from Upworthy.com. Again, links in the show notes. Uh, 13 truck drivers side by side in the middle of the night to save a life. Take a look. at This is an actual screenshot of a highway overpass and 13 tractor-trailer rigs, truck drivers, box trucks, tractor-trailers, who stopped underneath this bridge. Now, why did they do that? Because around 1 o'clock, semi-truck drivers in the Oak Park area of Michigan got a distress call from an area, uh, from area police. An unidentified man was standing on the edge of a local bridge, apparently ready to jump onto the freeway below. Those drivers then did something amazing. They raced to the scene to help, lined up their trucks under the bridge, providing a relatively safe landing space should the man jump. Fortunately, he did not. I don't know if this is... Yeah, see, it's not loading on our, on our page here. Um, it wasn't a coincidence. The drivers were prepared for exactly this kind of situation. Uh, Sergeant Jason Brockdorf of the Huntington Woods Police Department told the Detroit News the response was something local police and truck drivers had actually been trained for. Uh, what was unusual was the sheer number of drivers who actually responded to the call. And you can see it here in this picture. They were actually able to cover the entire uh, underneath of the overpass here so that if this poor fellow should choose to jump he would not fall all the way down to the highway below it not to mention it also stopped traffic so that it got rid of that danger but he would wind up on the top of one of these trucks and likely get hurt but survive he chose in the end not to jump and uh wow what, what a just fascinating and amazing story. All these guys coming together for the good. Insane. All right. We started off talking a little bit about um, NASA saying there is a parallel universe. I got another story here about our own universe. The world's oldest story. 
Astronomers say that global myths about the seven sister stars may reach back a hundred thousand years. Check this out. Again, link is in the show notes. Theconversation.com put this article out. In the northern sky next month, which starts just a couple days from now, December, there is a beautiful cluster of stars known as the Pleiades or the Seven Sisters. If you look carefully, you will probably count the six stars. And so why do we say there are seven? Well, many cultures around the world prefer uh, refer to the Pleiades as the Seven Sisters, also tell quite similar stories about them. After studying the motion of the stars very carefully, we believe these might date back as far as 100,000 years. And at that point, the constellation actually looked very different. The Sisters and the Hunter. Again, I'm not going to go through this whole thing, but it's a fascinating story from theconversation.com. Check it out. And it talks about uh, the Pleiades, the Aboriginal people, uh, and how they understood the uh, seven sisters in the sky. Uh, it's in the constellation of Orion, which is often called the saucepan in Australia. Greek mythology, Orion is a hunter, and it's also known often as a hunter in Aboriginal cultures or a group of lusty young men. <laughs> so uh, the lost sister, the reason for the six instead of the seven uh, the, the stories are found in Europe, Africa, Asia, Indonesia, Native American, and Aboriginal Australian cultures. And uh, they regard the cluster as having seven sisters, although only six are normally visible. There is actually a seventh star as a part of the cluster. Um, so check out this article. It's fascinating. Really, really cool read. And that led me to remember days when I used to sell Subarus. Huh? Yeah, I know. But there's a reason for that. You know the Subaru logo? Now, let me show you. There's the Subaru logo. Everybody's seen it. You know what a Subaru logo is. It's got one, two, three, four, five, six stars. I don't know if this is true. But... I knew that the Subaru logo was the Seven Sisters. And I asked someone at corporate headquarters in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, at a conference once, why are there only six stars in the Subaru logo when it's the Pleiades, the Seven Sisters? The answer I got was the seventh sister is the car. <laughs> nice marketing, Subaru. So there you go. Yeah, Subaru, the automotive manufacturing division of Japan, uh, Fuji Heavy Industries conglomerate. But uh, the Subaru logo is indeed the, uh, the Pleiades, the Seven Sisters, although there are only six stars, and the seventh is the car. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. All right. I got one more to go, and then we're going to get on with our book, uh, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. We're getting through it as we head into the holiday season. It's already the holiday season. It's after Thanksgiving, so right up to Christmas, it's the holiday season. Anyway, I, uh, I found this article. There's two, actually. One is a little bit, little bit long, but it's worth the time. 
And um, I will tell you, I've, I've had dogs throughout my life. I had a beagle when I was a very, very, you know, one, two-year-old baby. Um, uh, a beagle. I had a golden retriever named Boy. Uh, they all passed. It bugged the hell out of me when they passed. Um, I had a Sharpay back in Connecticut. Yoshi was his name, and uh, he passed away several years ago. I had a Chihuahua, which was the runt of a litter. And you know, Chihuahuas anyway are small, and because this was a runt, it was even tinier. But this little girl ran the house. Her name was Sisi, S-I-S-I, as in yes, yes. Um, when all those animals passed, it was a devastating time. I mean, we love our fur kids. And um, two stories came up, which now that I have Miko, and I think about the day that might come, I don't know who's going to go first, her or me. But I'm, I'll just be honest with you. It, it upsets me a lot when I think about it. Consequently, I try not to think about it. But occasionally I'll see stories like this, which really kind of, kind of get me right in the heartstrings. This person posted this, um, this picture of a half a bowl of dog food and wrote this story, apparently true. We have only one food bowl for my two labs, Labrador Retrievers. And my dog Stitch trained my other dog, Cookie, to only eat half of the food that's in the bowl. So ever since she was young, she knew to leave half of the food so Stitch can have some. He liked to make sure she would eat. Well, Stitch recently passed away. And this is Cookie's first time alone. So since Stitch is gone, I've been feeding Cookie less food. And before I went to bed, I wanted to check to see if she had eaten. So I did. And she still left half her food. So Stitch can eat. Man. That's amazing. Absolutely incredible. Dogs have a heart, my friends. There is no doubt about it. That's incredible. All right, and finally, uh, this may help if you are in the situation where you have lost a fur kid. It's an article a writing from Kenneth Walker. I believe I shared this on my Facebook page, but anyway, the link is in the show notes. Maybe clip it and paste it, send it to some friends, maybe if, if they have that horribly sad experience. But it's brilliant, and it deserves some airtime. Old dogs don't die. They can't. They've merely run on up ahead. They're waiting for us just out of sight. Close your eyes late at night. You may smell his musky odor or perhaps hear his shuffle from the next room. Pay attention, and you may feel his nose on your hand or the back of your calf. When your final day comes, you can go on to meet him. He's never really left you, 
You never will. And when you close your eyes for the last time, you'll open them again to be met with his bright eyes and wagging tail. Old dogs don't die. At least, not those dogs who take the biggest chunks of our hearts with them when they leave us. Those dogs are inextricably part of our souls, and they go with us wherever we are. Though we may not see them, we know they're there, because our heart is still beating. We still breathe. And those of us who've been truly touched by a good dog knows our lives really started the day we met them. Magnificent dogs don't die. They shepherd our dreams and only allow the good ones through the gates of our consciousness. They watch over us as much as they did in life. And that moment when we step just barely outside of death or disaster, it's because they moved our feet or they stopped short in front of us, just like they did in life. You see, a good dog is something only given to a very few people. They are a gift from the universe. And though they're with us only a short time, they never really leave us. Their loyalty and love perfected. And once we're graced with that sort of love, we can never lose it. We merely lose sight of it for a time. And that's our fault. For how can love like that ever truly go away? It can't. It can't, and it never will. For these brave souls trade their hearts for ours, and they beat together beyond sickness, beyond death. They are ours, we are theirs, for every sunrise and every sunset, until the sun blazes its last, and we, once again, join the stars. That was written by Lee Curtis, a canine companion dog trainer from Port Jervis, New York. That's amazing. Wow. <sighs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Brings a tear. Incredible. All right. Let's... um. Let's move on over to our book, shall we? Uh, we have been reading from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, and we're going to continue doing that. We were up to the ghost of Christmas future in our last live stream, and uh, Scrooge had been seeing some folks from the future, and he couldn't quite figure out who or what they were talking about, somebody who'd passed away that nobody seemed to care. And so the ghost of Christmas future continues. He looked about in that very place for his own image, but another man stood in his accustomed corner and Though the clock pointed to its usual time of day for being there, he saw no likeness of himself among the multitudes that poured in through the porch. It gave him little surprise, however, for he'd been revolving in his mind a change of life. 
and thought and hoped he saw his newborn resolutions carried out in this. Quiet and dark beside him stood the phantom with its outstretched hand. When he roused himself from his thoughtful quest, he fancied from the turn of the hand that its situation in reference to himself, that the unseen eyes were looking at him keenly. It made him shudder and feel very cold. They left the busy scene and went on to an obscure part of town where Scrooge had never penetrated before, although he recognized its situation and its bad repute. The ways were foul and narrow, the shops and houses wretched, the people half-naked, drunken, slipshod, ugly, alleys and archways, like so many cesspools disgorged their offenses of smell and dirt and life upon the straggling streets, and the whole quarter reeked with crime, with filth and misery. Far in this den of infamous resort, there was a low-browed beetling shop below a penthouse roof, where iron, old rags, bottles, bones, and greasy offal were bought. Upon the floor within were piled up heaps of rusty keys, nails, chains, hinges, files, scales, weights, and refuse iron of all kinds. Secrets that few would like to scrutinize were bred and hidden in mountains of unseemly rags, masses of corrupted fat, and sepulchres of bones. Sitting in among the wares he dealt in by a charcoal stove made of old bricks was a gray-haired rascal, nearly seventy years of age, who had screened himself from the cold without by a frozy curtain of miscellaneous tatters hung upon a line, and smoked his pipe in all the luxury of calm retirement. Scrooge and the Phantom came into the presence of this man, just as a woman with a heavy bundle slunk into the shop. But she had scarcely entered when another woman, similarly laden, came in too and she was closely followed by a man in faded black who was no less startled by the sight of them than they had been upon the recognition of each other. After a short period of blank astonishment, in which the old man with the pipe had joined them, and all three burst into a laugh. "'Let the chairwoman alone to be the first cried she who had entered first. Let the laundress alone to be the second, and let the undertaker's man alone to be third. Look here, old Joe, here's a chance, if we haven't all three met here without meaning it. You could have met in a better place, said old Joe, removing his pipe from his mouth. Come into the parlor. You were made free of it long ago, you know, and the other two aren't strangers. Shop till I shut the door of the shop. Ah, how it reeks. There ain't such a rusty bit of metal in this place as its own hinges. I believe, and I'm sure there's no old such bones here as mine. <laughs> We're all suitable to our calling. 
We're well matched. Come into the parlor. Come into the parlor. Well, the parlor was a space behind the screen of rags. The old man raked the fire together with an old stair rod, and having trimmed his smoky lamp, for it was night, with the stem of his pipe, put it in his mouth again. While he did this, the woman, who had already spoken, threw her bundle on the floor, sat down in a flaunting manner on a stool, crossed her elbows on her knees, and looking with a bold defiance at the other two. "'What odds, then? What odds, Mrs. Dilber?' said the woman. "'Every person has a right to take care of themselves. He always did.' "'That's true indeed,' said the laundress. "'No man more so.' "'Well, and don't stand staring as if you was afraid, woman. Who's the wiser? We're not going to pick holes in each other's coats, I suppose.' "'Oh, no, indeed,' said Mrs. Dilber and the man together. We should hope not. Very well, then, cried the woman. That's enough. Who's the worse for the loss of a few things like these? Not a dead man, I suppose. Oh, no, indeed, said Mrs. Dilbert, laughing. If he wanted to keep him after he was dead, a wicked old screw, pursued the woman, why wasn't he natural in his lifetime? If he had been, he'd have had somebody to look after him when he was struck with death, instead of lying, gasping out there, alone by himself. It's the truest words that ever was spoke, said Mrs. Dilbert. It's a judgment on him. I wish it was a little heavier judgment, replied the woman, and it should have been. You may depend upon it. If I could have laid my hands on anything else... Open that bundle, old Joe. Let me know the value of it. Speak out plain. I'm not afraid to be the first, and not afraid for them to see it. We knew pretty well that we were helping ourselves before we met here. I believe it's no sin. Open the bundle, Joe. But the gallantry of her friends would not allow of this, and the man in faded black, mounting the breach first, produced his plunder. It wasn't extensive. A seal or two, a pencil case, a pair of sleeve buttons, and a brooch of no real value were all. There were severally examined and severely examined and appraised by old Joe, who chalked the sums he was disposed to give for each upon the wall, added them up into a total when he found there was nothing more to come. "'That's your account,' said Joe, "'and I wouldn't give another sixpence.' if I was to be boiled for not doing it. Who's next? Mrs. Dilbert was next. Sheets and towels, a little wearing apparel, two old-fashioned silver teaspoons, a pair of sugar tongs, and a few boots. Her account was stated on the wall in the same manner. I always give too much to the ladies. It's a weakness of mine. It's the way I ruin myself, said old Joe. That's your account. If you asked me for another penny and made it an open question, I'd repent of being so liberal and knock off half a crown. Now undo my bundle, Joe, said the first woman. Well, Joe went down on his knees for the greater convenience of opening it, and having unfastened a great many knots, dragged out a large, heavy roll of some dark stuff. 
What do you call this? said Joe. Bed curtains? Ha! returned the woman, laughing and leaning forward on her crossed arms. Bed curtains! You mean to say you took them down, rings and all, with him lying there? said Joe. Yes, I do, replied the woman. Why not? You were born to make your fortune, said Joe, and you'll certainly do it. I certainly shan't hold my hand when I can get anything in it by reaching for it out. For the sake of such a man as he was, I promise you, Joe, returned the woman coldly, don't drop that oil upon the blankets now. His blankets? asked Joe. Who else do you think? replied the woman. He isn't likely to take a cold without him, I dare say. I hope he didn't die of anything catching. Ugh, said old Joe, stopping his work and looking up. Ah, don't be afraid of that, returned the woman. I ain't so fond of his company that I'd loiter around him for such things if he did. You may look through that shirt till your eyes ache, but you won't find a hole in it, not a threadbare place. It's the best he had, and a fine one, too. They'd have wasted it if it hadn't been for me. What do you call wasting of it? asked old Joe. Putting it on him to be buried in, to be sure, replied the old woman with a laugh. Somebody was fool enough to do it, but I took it off again. If calico ain't good enough for such a purpose, it isn't good enough for anything. It's quiet, quite as becoming to the body. He can't look uglier than he did in that one. Scrooge was listening to this dialogue in horror. As they sat grouped about their spoil, in the scanty light afforded by the old man's lamp, he viewed them with a destitute detestation and disgust which could hardly have been greater though they had been obscene demons marketing the corpse itself ha laughed the same woman when old joe produced a flannel bag with money in it told out their several gains upon the ground this is the end of it you see he frightened everyone away from him when he was alive to profit us when he was dead. Ha! Spirit, said Scrooge, shuddering from head to foot. I see, I see. This case of this unhappy man might be my own. My, my life tends that way now. Merciful heaven, what is this? He recoiled in terror for the scene had changed, and now he almost touched a bed, a bare, uncurtained bed, on which, beneath a ragged sheet, there lay something covered up, which, though it was dumb, announced itself in an awful language. The room was very dark, too dark to be observed with any accuracy, although Scrooge glanced round it in obedience to a secret impulse, anxious to know what kind of a room it was. A pale light, rising in the outer air, fell straight upon the bed, and on it, plundered and bereft, unwatched, unwept, 
uncared for was the body of this man. Scrooge glanced towards the phantom. Its steady hand was pointed to the head. The cover was so carelessly adjusted that the slightest raising of it, the motion of a finger upon Scrooge's part, would have disclosed the face. He thought of it, felt how easy it would be to do, and longed to do it, but had no more power to withdraw the veil than to dismiss the spectre at his side. Oh, cold, cold, rigid, dreadful death! Set up thine altar here, and dress it with such terrors as thou hast at thy command. For this is thy dominion, but of the loved, revered, and honored head thou canst turn one hair to thy dread purposes, or make one feature odious. It is not that the hand is heavy and will fall down when released. It is not that the heart and pulse are still, but that the hand was open, generous, and true the heart brave, warm, and tender, and the pulse a man's. Strike, shadow, strike, and see his good deeds springing from the wound to sow the world with life immortal. No voice pronounced these words in Scrooge's ears, and yet he heard them when he looked upon the bed. He thought, if this man could be raised up now, what would be his foremost thoughts? Avarice, hard-dealing, gripping cares? They'd have brought him to a rich end, truly. He lay in the dark, empty house with not a man, a woman, or a child to say he was kind to me in this or that, and for the memory of one kind word, I will be kind to him. A cat was tearing at the door, and there was a sound of gnawing rats beneath the hearthstone. What they wanted in the room of death, and why they were so restless and disturbed, Scrooge did not dare to think. Spirit, he said, this... This is a fearful place. I'm leaving it. I shall not leave this lesson. Trust me. Let's go. Still, the ghost pointed an unmoved finger at the head. I, I understand you, Scrooge returned, and I would do it if, if I could. But I have not the power, spirit. I have not the power. Again, it seemed to look upon him. If, if there is any person in town who feels emotion caused by this man's death, said Scrooge, quite agonized, show me that person, spirit. I beseech you. The phantom spread its dark robe before him for a moment, like a wing, and withdrawing it, revealed a room by daylight, where a mother 
and her children were. And that's where we'll end it for tonight. Wow, the spirit of Christmas future is really having his way with old Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll continue with A Christmas Carol on our next stream on Wednesday night. Uh, thank you very much for coming along for the ride. Thank you for listening in on the podcast. All the links to things we talked about tonight are in the show notes down below. And uh, we appreciate your downloads, subscribes, likes. It all helps. Until next time, I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yeah.